For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Give attention to my words. May you be strong in the Lord and courageous. We are going to take new territories. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up to heaven. Blessed be your name, mighty God. Thank you for the great opportunity we have to be here. Thank you for your word that is alive. Thank you for opening doors to us. Bali Korata Saba Jendele Mirado. Zisiya Mahandele Garada Jibeleri. Sontabaya Kavile Gorade. Sibreto Chandele Mena. Maya Kaduri Abashidele Bekarada. Oh Jesus, thanks a million for your mercy. For your kindness, for your loving kindness towards us. This morning as we come again to your word, this afternoon, we ask that you will open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law. Let the entrance of your word bring light and give understanding to the simple. Let nobody here under the sound of my voice remain the same. Let your word break rocks in our lives. Let your word hammer the rocks into pieces. And let there be a clear path for your people to walk on. As you guide us by your sweet Holy Spirit. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Today, I want to preach on tithing. Tithing. And I'm preaching from why non-tithing Christians become poor and how tithing Christians can become rich. If you have been tithing, position yourself well. Because God is about to shock you. If you have been tithing. If you have not been tithing, be afraid. Something bad is going to happen to you. But today I want to focus on those who have been tithing. And um, I want to look at the pioneers of tithing. There are people who pay tithe in the Bible, they are pioneers. And I want us to learn something from them so we can practice it in our lives. Alright? And so, um, let's begin from Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 12. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 12. 
which says, everybody read with me, that ye be not slothful, but what? Followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Amen. So the Bible is encouraging us that we shouldn't be slothful. The New American Reader's Version says, New International Reader's Version says, we don't want you to slow down. Instead, be like those who have faith and are patient. They will receive what God promised. So, don't slow down. Alright? Don't slow down. The message Bible says, don't drag your feet. Be like those who stay the course with committed faith and then get everything promised to them. So, tithing has promises associated with it. And that is why you must become an ardent tither. Amen? And I believe you will receive the rewards associated with them. Let me give you some of the promises. I mean, there are many, but we will just look at the popular one that we find in Malachi. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Hey, may you have such overflowing outpouring of blessings so that there will not be enough room in your house to receive it. Your wardrobe will be bursting. You you, you have to push your body against the wardrobe to close it. But the things are a lot. Your shoes are everywhere. Some on the right, some on the left, some by the bed, some in the inner room, some in another room, some in sacks. Hey! I told the first service that you people receive well. So I was not going to give them the blessings, but I can see that you are becoming like first service people. God says for all those who pay tithe that he will pour open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing and and that outpouring of blessing will be such that you won't have enough room to receive the things that will come. Do you understand? You need an overpouring that outpouring will make you need a bigger wardrobe a bigger room that hall and chamber cannot contain the furniture the furniture that God is blessing you with furniture furniture from furniture city or uh, I don't know where they sell furniture Orca yes modern furniture modern uh, uh, you will be there somebody will tell you that look I have this uh, 
furniture set of furniture dining hall set six seater do you understand with a fridge and microwave I want to dash it to somebody are you interested it's overflowing then you think to yourself that ah, this is your one room do you see one room why are you going to put these things so you need to expand that the blessing God is bringing into your life overflowing every tithe that received the overflowing grace that is coming your way oh yes somebody will look at you and say are you size 10 you say yes I'm size 10 are you size 12 yes I'm size 12 are you size 8 yes I'm size 8 are you size 14 yes I'm size 14 are you size 16 I have a suitcase full of clothes for you receive some people are sitting down they don't know that you don't know that listen no. Can, or maybe they can't hear me can you hear me clearly alright when, when they say something spiritual people have to receive it with a big amen because, because amen means let it be so in my life so somebody's amen can cover you as for this one there one man one amen <laughs> one man one amen yes when you say the amen it becomes a reality in your life I mean some of you don't have even uncles you can inherit from if that uncle dies you are even in trouble because he has left a a lot of debts yes Uh and so God is saying, bring the tithes. Bring the tithes. So today, I want to encourage people who tithe. Yes. There are curses associated with those who don't tithe. But today, I'm looking at those who tithe. Yes, because the pioneers are tithers. And the blessing comes on tithers. And God says, I will open the windows of heaven. He's not talking about your workplace. He's not talking about your family wealth. He's not talking about whom you know. He says the windows are the windows of heaven. He will open it. Heaven is open on you. Heaven's heaven's windows are open on you. Who have been paying tithe for all these years. Don't be discouraged at all. Don't give up at all. Don't drag your feet. Don't be slow about it. Don't give up on it. Be strong in the Lord and courageous. Be courageous when you are paying your tithe because your God is going to open the windows of heaven over your heart, your head. I've been a Christian for so many years, serving the Lord and working in the church. And for all this, my 60 years in life and over 47 years in the Lord, I'm convinced that God opens windows that are not in your family or somebody you know but from heaven it's mind blowing mind boggling jaw dropping windows of heaven he says and I will 
pour you out a blessing a blessing oh a blessing and a blessing can be such that there shall not be room enough to receive it a blessing then what about if there are blessings even a blessing there's no room to contain them blessings receive blessings receive blessings receive blessings that's what God said he would do for tithers so for all you tithers out there have faith in God the windows are opening now then verse 11 he says and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground that means that when you are due something it will come if you work and they have to pay you they will pay you and pay you on time and they will pay you what you deserve if you do a government contract and they are supposed to pay you they can't hold it back they can't they can't keep it from you because god says that the devourer will not destroy your the fruits of your ground that means that what you have worked for will not be denied you you come beloved those when it's time for wedding then another person come to take your place abba 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 share after you have signed your face down your hair cook for him hey you even lost weight for him share that ground dear you will enjoy that ground the fruit of that ground will come to you clap your hands and give the Lord a shout you can't buy land when now you want to go and you have now got money to start foundation when you go on the land then some people come with cutlasses hey share don't they know that you serve a God who rebukes devourers that devourer cannot stop you from enjoying the land you have bought ah there's something called unhindered possession yes you are giving the an unhindered possession access and possession that when you buy land and now it's time to go and develop it a devourer is not coming to deny you of the fruit of your ground and say you can't build here you will build there you will live in it your God will rebuke the devourer for your sins yes and he said and then neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field saith the Lord you have to believe you see when you don't believe in God all these things you don't see them because the Bible says that unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it yes the bible says that they didn't mix the word with faith 
in them that had this life. They preached the word, but you didn't benefit from it. They, 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 they prophesied. You didn't benefit from it because you didn't mix it with faith. So when the word is coming, mix it with faith. Yes. That's why it says we must be followers. The NASB says be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So there are promises associated with this. And the Bible says that there are some people, they inherited the promises. We want to be like them. We also want to inherit the promises. Like in your life, there shouldn't be divorce. Sometimes unforeseen expenses be that it's like you didn't plan. It's not supposed to be the case. Some Abobo Yabi will come and scratch the whole of your, not just a scratch, but a dent. But the whole side of your car. And when you look at the guy, a persona non grata, man of straw, he can't do anything. So you have to go and repair your own car. 5,000 Ghana cities bill that has come from nowhere is a devourer. It has to be rebuked for your sake. Yes. Some power fluctuation be. Then your nice TV you bought two months ago. Pa, 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 it's blown. Fridge is gone. It will never happen. Practically, may the Lord open the windows of heaven on you and then rebuke divorce. Yes, and then never allow your 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 vine to cast the fruit before the time. Father, we thank you that your promises are yea and amen. And because they are yea and amen, all your children will experience the blessing associated with tithing. For all who have been faithful this year, I stand before your people and I stand in your presence and I declare that the heavens will be open on their head the windows of heaven and that the divorce will be rebuked I rebuke now and whatever is aborting their blessing may it be taken away from their lives I thank you I thank you in Jesus name clap your hands So now during the first service I preached the part one of this message So I don't want to belabor it Because I want to finish it today And um, You will see there are several Pioneers of tithing You find it in my little book If you have done A to A You should have this book on your device You go to this book Chapter 10 You find seven pioneers Of tithing Yes and um, what we learn from them because each of them teach us an aspect of tithing and some of the principles that govern this particular um, spiritual practice Abraham is number one Abraham teaches us when you examine his life and when he paid tithe the principles around it you see that 
Tithing is not an Old Testament practice or just before the law. Some people say that it is an Old Testament law that we are trying to bring today to the well. But Abraham was there before God gave the law. Ten commandments. The law began ten commandments in Exodus 20. Ten commandments. And then there were other smaller commandments associated around the ten commandments. Several of them he he gave them. Actually, those laws form the basis of the common English, English common law. English common law. Is that not so? For those who have read a bit. (laughs) Are you listening to me? So, it is that is what formed the basis for the laws that are used even in our country. Yes. It's from these laws are the foundation of the laws in many of our law courts. Yes. That was in Exodus. That was Moses. Abraham was way before Moses and others came. Before Jacob and others you understand? And so Abraham, in Genesis 14, he rescued his, son, uh, his nephew, Lot, from the king Chedeloma. Yes. The king had overcome some other five cities or five nations that came against him. Then they went against Sodom and they went to capture Lot and took away all his goods. And they came to report it to Abraham. And he chased them beat the king and all his allies and then he rescued Lot from his hand. On his way he met Melchizedek Melchizedek or Melchizedek depending on which school you went to. (laughs) Some schools say Melchizedek some say Melchizedek both are correct. Yes. Is that not so? If you meet a fanti and he says he's called Yofi, do you understand? And then somebody says, but is he not born on Friday? He must be Kofi. Yofi is also correct. And Kofi is also correct. Depending on where you are coming from. Do you understand? Or Yosi is the same as Kwesi. Is that not so? Yes. So some of them even say Yokwesi. You see, you kwesi, you fi, you kofi. So if you are an Ashanti, you can call yourself you kofi. Yeah, some kind of fancy gaios kofi lies name. Even these days, I see some people on social media. They spell their kofi K U O F I E to make it sound like some British kofi, you know. <laughs> <Go fi. laughs> or the person is then Q W E K U. I mean, they're very brothelized. Kweku. <laughs> yeah. Or Kuku. It's also Kweku. Yeah. Anyway, so he met Melchizedek, and the Bible says that Melchizedek blessed him. And then he gave him a tithe. At that time, the pastor didn't request for it, but he gave him a tithe after he received the blessing. Because that was the normal thing to do 
in those days. It was a practice like 10% of all. He had, he had won this from war and he just gave it to the man as a blessing in return for the blessing. So from Abraham we learn that tithing is not an Old Testament practice. Because that practice was there before the Old Testament which is Apamdada, which is the old uh, the covenant and the laws that were given. So don't let somebody fool you into thinking that because there's a, the law um, is a law in the Old Testament that they should bring the tithe that is in the, the fruit of the ground and so on to the house. That's the law. No, that's not the law. That is a practice that was there before the law came. Yeah, before law came, it was there. So Genesis uh, 14, 17 to 20, you see Abraham giving Melchizedek a tithe of all that he had won. Okay? Is that okay? And in Hebrews 4, you see there that Abraham uh, was blessed by Melchizedek and the Bible says that the less is blessed of the greater. The one who is greater is the one who blesses the less. And Abraham was a rich man and he paid tithe. That shows us that rich people should pay tithe. When you are rich, don't say that my money is too big to give to God. Because if you earn, let's say some people earn like maybe 150,000 a month. Yes. So your tithe is like what? 15,000. Yes. And when you think about it, wow. 15,000? I could do a lot with that money. Somebody got to be crazy. <laughs> hey. And somebody's like, even when they multiply a salary by five, like the yearly salary by five, you can't get to 150. <laughs> and somebody's paying that and has that so to pay 15,000 more. I can give that to the church. I mean, too much. You see, but in Genesis 13 too, he says that Abraham was rich in cattle. He was rich in gold. And he was rich in silver. He was rich. Abraham was very rich. Very rich. Very rich. And some of you are lost men. I mean, are lost men. I should say it again. Halamen. Your money is touchy like this. And you don't want to pay tithe because it's like, Ah, this is my small money. How can I pay tithe in the church? I mean, somebody is just going to take my money and somebody is just going to eat it. And your money, your, your tithe, if you are paying it, is maybe 20 CDs because you have 200. Or even some of you, 50 Ghana. To pay 5 CDs is a problem. You got a problem. Hey, Houston. You got a problem. Five cities you can't pay. Then when you have to now pay 15,000. Do you think you can bring it? You have to learn the principle of paying the tithe. Do you understand? Not as something that like Old Testament, old people's uh, practice that I'm trying to now bring to the world. Because I want your money. But Abraham shows us that no matter how rich you are. 
you can still give tithe. Tithing was a common, like common sense. As the man has blessed me, he gave it to the priests. Yes. Not an orphanage. The priest. You bring it to the priest and then he does what he wants to do with it. In the house of the Lord. Common sense. So he just met the man. The man blessed him. And he gave the tithe as a normal, natural response. Now you have come to church. Look at the church you are in. A beautiful church. With air conditioning. And you are coolly sitting here. You have not wiped even a sweat since you came. Enjoying the cool of the day. Some of you, even when you come, you don't want to go home. It's like you want to stay. There are some people who have seen them, they have been coming for two services because of their condition. Yes. <laughs> Cooling yourself for the week so that when you enter your hot room, at least the remnants of the cold can still be there. Carry you, carry forward, carry forward. Hallelujah. So we learn a lot from the pioneer Abraham. And then we have another person in the person of Moses. Moses gives us a lot to learn about tithing. I cannot get into that because I want to move on. And then Solomon also talked about tithing in Proverbs chapter 3 and uh, verse 9 verses 9 and 10 where he explains that we honor honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase so you learn it from these because these people it seems then that they are tithers that is why they have something to say sometimes you find people who don't pay tithe and they are talking they will be talking against the tithing but they don't pay tithe and they don't want to pay tithe. So they come up with all kinds of common sense uh, arguments against tithing. Yes. Fleshly arguments. Oh, it's Old Testament. Oh, the priest wants your money. <laughs> so, Solomon said that we should honor the Lord with our first fruits, the, our substance and the first fruits of all our increase. And then he showed us what can happen when we pay tithe. He says, your bands will best, uh, will, will what? Will be filled with plenty. Your bands. The same promise that was in Malachi is coming here. The bands. That, a band is your storehouse. If you have a wardrobe, it's a type of band. A band is like a big building, like a, a warehouse. Where they store the harvest when it comes. He says that when you pay tithe, your barns, your storehouse will be filled with plenty. Yes. You have more shoes than you can wear. You you dress up, you don't have any option. Just one shoe. One shadow to black. Because it goes with everything. (laughs) Yes, all weather. Yes, it goes with yellow. It goes with orange. It goes with... uh, purple, it goes with green, it goes with, I mean, pink, it goes with everything, because one black, like, Abednego's black, it goes with everything. (laughs) Everything. But God can bless you, eh? 
you can have red shoe, yellow shoe, green shoe, black shoe. Even the black shoe, there's full black shoe and black shoe slippers. Open sole, open toe, sling back. Yes, and wedge. And then what? Stiletto. Yes, and pencil heel. Yes. I know a few things. Yeah, you know things. You have only one black bag because it goes with yellow, it goes with green, it goes with orange, it goes with white, it goes with everything. Black shoe, black bag, black shoe, just one. Nobody knows that is one because one black there. One black suit. Since you bought this black suit, eh? Hey! You've won it. Uh, we can see the jersey in it. <laughs> but the Bible is saying that your barns, your storehouse will be filled with plenty. Plenty. May you have a lot of things. So that you'll be giving people your shirt, your dress. Oh, take this shoe. I'm so blessed. Because your barns are filled with plenty. That's the promise for tithers. That's why I say that those of you who have been paying tithe, this is yours. Yes. This is yours. My, my, my church member, young man who was here, he gave a tithe, a testimony on his tithe. He had been paying tithe consistently on a particular year. And he traveled, he had to travel away for more than a year. And once he was away, he was still sending time. Or some of you, when you don't come to church, it's like, so sorry. I was bringing my time, but I couldn't come to church, so. And she, it is not bent, it's still there. Yes, Bishop, yes. Yes. So he was paying tight, he was sent, and I could see the notification because my, my phone is linked to the bank account of the church for security reasons. So that in yes. case you want to take, if, if some money disappears, I will see it immediately. Shoo! I say, hey, when did I approve of this money? Who has taken that money? No! Bank, hey, bring it back. Yes, and then when money falls into it, too, I see a notification, I see it. So I, I, I was seeing his tithe all the time. Yes. And then I, he came to church one day. He gave me a testimony. He said, Bishop, I was there when my cousin called me. He said, come to my office. He said, I had met him earlier, but we just talked. We are cousins. We are not, you know, some cousins, you are not like friends, but you are cousins. And once you are blood related, it also works. Even though you haven't met for so many months, so many years. When you meet, at least, you are still cousins. So he said, oh, come to my office. So he went to the office. And when he got to the office, he gave him this type of check, check, Ghana must go uh, bag. When he opened it, it was full of cash. So he said, hey, what is it for? He asked the cousin, what is it for? He said, oh, take it, take it. You, I, I will explain later. I will explain later. Take it, it's yours. Hey, he said the money was so much that he drove straight to his bank and gave it to them to count and deposited in his account. And when they counted, 
90,000 Ghana cities. Yes. You see, those who don't believe are not clapping. Yeah. But once you believe, all these promises can come to pass in your life. He said, he was shocked that he said, to God be the glory. I thank my God for all these amazing blessings. Because he says, it was only because I was tithing consistently. That's why the Bible says, follow those who through faith and patience. Because your faith says it is possible. Patience means taking of time. God there in his own time, he makes all things beautiful. But you need patience. Galatians says, you, you, you shouldn't be weary in well-doing. For in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. But sometimes before the reaping comes, you faint. You give up. You start criticizing the, the concept of tithing. You start facing your church for taking your tithe. You start looking at the offering and wondering, what are they doing with it? Then suddenly you faint. And then you don't benefit. And so there are many people who pay tithe but have not benefited from it because they have not been patient. But the Bible says, through faith and patience, they inherit. And that is why I'm telling you who have been paying tithe. Have patience with God. Have faith in God. He will come through for you. He will do it for you. You will see the promises in Jesus' name. Your testimony is the next one. Testimony is the next one. Sometimes blessings will come. You can't link it with your tithe because your tithe is not enough. To to uh, when he compares his salary to the tithe, the the blessing that came, he said, "I'm shocked because he was not expecting." He says, I needed money for something, but I didn't tell my cousin. He doesn't know about it. But God knew about it. And God knows how to touch people and make them bless you all your life. Ah. Your testimony will be beautiful. Your presses and your presses shall burst out with new wine the presses are your factory what produces turns the raw material into a drink into some kind of wine it's like i've harvested but i have a machine your business what you are doing it it becomes something wonderful may god blow your mind and give you amazing testimonies clap for jesus So now, from Solomon, we go to Jacob. What Jacob taught us about tithing. Jacob showed that people who pay tithes have have had a deep spiritual encounter with God. It was only after Jacob had a personal spiritual encounter with God that he started paying tithes. People who do not pay tithes are often unspiritual men. In Genesis 28, verse 20, And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, 
And will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. Look at the things he's listing on. So that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto it. Yes. This is way before Moses gave commandment. Jacob is also paying tithe. To show you that tithing is not an Old Testament practice. The man is going somewhere. He is he's, he's on a journey. While on the journey, he sleeps at a place and gets a dream. And in the dream, he sees angels ascending and descending. Then he says, wow, surely this must be the house of God. This must be where God lives. Then he, he got up and made a vow. That if God eh, should bless me. Is that not so? Verse 20, verse 20, verse 20, verse 20. Verse 20. And Jacob vowed a vow. Say, if God will be with me. If God will be with me. Then you are there. You can also see that God has been with you. And will keep me in this way. It's like if God will protect me. Do you see? He will protect me in the way that I go. I will, and will give me bread to eat. Has God given you bread to eat? Has God protected you on the way? And raiment to put on. Has God given you dress to put on? Verse 21. So that I come again to my father's house in peace. Have you been going and coming, going and coming, going and coming? You go out, you come to your father's house, you go home, you come home. Every day you are coming. He says, then shall the Lord be my God. So is he your God? He should be your God. Based on these things, he should be your God. Then he says, verse 22, that and this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that God gives me, I will surely give him a tenth. That is your tithe. So Jacob demonstrates to us that through spiritual experiences, you get assured that tithing is a good thing. When you don't have spiritual experiences and you have not encountered God, you frown on anything you should give and dedicate to the Lord. Your spirit is not yet attuned to God. All the people who meet God in a very special way, you see them. I was in a conference one day when Ajinasari was giving, I don't know, was a testimony or he was saying something. He said, from that year, January of that year, he told his church that he was going to pastor them for free. For free, which means he's going to pay 100% tithe. I've heard my own father, Bishop Dark, say, God, he was in a, the basement at Kolegono, and he had a vision, and God showed him a pig that was skinned, like skinned pig, pink flesh. And, and when he had that vision, it was like the Lord was telling him that he shouldn't take any offering from the church again. And that he will look after him from now. Which means that he was going to pastor us for free. And I know for some years, I don't know how long it has been, but he was never taking salary from the church. You, you 
people don't have any spiritual vision. So when you, you get up, it's like, if even God shows you a pig, you think of uh, uh, pork chops. You think of, uh, it's like, wow. I didn't like pork. But the Lord has showed me that I cannot eat pork. And it's a very nice thing I'm going to eat from today. Spiritual people, when they wake up, they say, the Lord is showing me something about my giving. My giving. You are not spiritual. That's why giving is a problem. Some people say that uh, uh, there's nothing like... You see, if you look at the Old Testament, the tithe was what was dedicated to the Lord. Devoted. In the New Testament... (laughs) The Bible says that you are not your own. You have been bought with a price. And what does that mean? That means that now you are 100% you belong to God. So if you earn any money, 100% belongs to God. If you like, challenge him now. Yes, he has bought you with a price. Then you are saying that the money is mine. Which money is yours? You belong to somebody. All your money, all your shoes, everything you have is the Lord's. So if you want to argue about 10%, then argue about 100% now. If you have got cried that in the Old Testament practice, it's like dedicate something. It's like of all that the Lord has given me, let me dedicate this to him and for his service. Now I have a problem. And no matter how young you are, and no matter how old you are, Mr. Kwashi pays tithe. And young rappers, you don't pay tithe. Hmm? Old man Kwashi pays tithe and you don't pay tithe. Are you listening to me? Yes. Small, small, small boys, you don't pay tithe. And yet, you don't have anybody to help you in this life. Solomon says that when we pay tithe, we honor the Lord. Honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruits, which is your tithe. You you honor God with it. You honor means you are telling the world that you have a source you are not your own I don't belong to myself I don't give myself strength and I don't give myself energy there's somebody who gives me energy there's somebody who gives me connections there's somebody who helps me there is a power source I drink from and that is my God that's why I bring the tithe I give a portion of what I've earned dedicated to the Lord hey Lord I don't know how I came to be able to be alive today you are the one who sustained me please here is a little token and to appreciate you in my life yeah, acknowledge you in my life that's what is meant by honor God and there are some of you who say you are Christians there's no God's honor in your life there's no honor of God in your life eh, but if I could see God I'll give it to him you see oh, you will see God where the way you are, if you see God, you die. The day you see God, you die. Cockroach cry, you can't look at it. You see God. If you see a mouse, 
you run away from the room, you will not stay in the room for one week. And when you come back after one week, even they have killed the rat, still, you'll be wondering, yeah. And God is wilder than mouse, and God is more hoodious than a snake. Nobody saw God. The Bible says that you can't see God and live. Yes. So take it like that, eh? That we are here representing him for you. That's why when he met Melchizedek, he gave him the tithe because you are not God, but you are representing God. I can give you his honor. I don't want you in this church to ever have a problem with your tithe. No matter how young you are, have a tithe card. No matter who you are, have a tight card. You work, have a tight card. Let there be God in your life. Don't behave as though you don't need God in your life. Don't behave like that. The day you meet a certain situation that you know, now I thought you didn't need him in your life. But there will come a time, once you are part of humanity, that you will need the involvement of this God in your life. One day you need him. You may not see it today, but one day you see that you really need God in your life. Because a lot of brothers are calling you. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey, are you there? Hey, you're not picking my calls. Because of that, what's through? You feel powerful. One day you meet something, eh? You will see that, hey! Eradi, Eradi, Jimio, Eradi, help me! Eradi, come, <laughs> come and help me! Lord, hey! I'm calling you! Lord, where are you? That's why in your normal life, let tithing represent your honor. And your, your, your message to God that I need you in my life. Please, here is my 20 CDs from my 200. 20 CDs, when I keep it, what will it do for you? As you have been keeping your 20, has it multiplied to 1,000? Has it reached 20,000? So, we learn from Jacob that tithing is from people who have spiritual encounters. They have seen something in God. Jacob thought that tithing was a way of showing gratitude to God for his protection and provision. If God would keep me in the way, if God would give me something to eat and something to wear, oh, he will be my God. You have something to wear, have something to eat. You have not had accidents the whole year. You don't see it as something that you must see that is God who has done great things for you. Share. He kept you in the way. I can take you somewhere. Somebody your age. He's he's walking on the road. Minding his own business. A, A motorbike, not even a car. A motorbike knocks him and from that day he can't feel from the waist down. His 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 feeling of his legs are gone. He can't walk. You throw your hands. You walk. You go. You come. It's the preservation of the Lord. It's the preservation of the Lord. 
Let it minister to you. It's God's preser- preservation. Yes. Look at rap stars. Then Shanzi could jump from here. Hey, when he was younger, he would jump from here and land on his buttocks. Now he lands on his feet. <laughs> yes. It's God who has done it. God has preserved you. God has kept you. God has helped you. Believe it. Accept it. Say it. Be, say it yourself that it's Nyamiadum. When we say Nyamiadum, we are saying it is the Lord who has done it. The Lord who has done it. What is saying? Nyamiadum. Nyamiadum means that because of God's grace, I am what I am. I'm still alive. I can breathe. I can talk. I can walk. I can eat. I can smell. I can taste. It's the Lord. The Lord. The Lord. That's why Jesus was always surprised when the one leper came with a loud voice. And he fell at his feet with such, you see, expression. He said, oh, why come that only one person has come? Only one person can acknowledge that I've been good to him. How can it be possible? That's why when David was dancing, ha, ah, dancing, because the Bible says that he acknowledged that when he was in his father's house as a shepherd boy, nobody counted him for anything. He used to send food to his brothers. And the Lord made them select him in his father's house and took him from the backside of the desert and made him a king over his people. He said, hey, and if God is coming in the ark, I should sit down on my buttocks. Hey. So a lot of times when you are sitting down doing praises or you are very aloof doing worship, it's, it's obnoxious and insulting to God. Because from what he has done, he should be rolling. Yes. You are not the type who... You are well arranged and... Meanwhile, if you are to get a boy, you will do so many things. You will see that you can roll. You will see that you can jump. And you will see that you can run around. And you can somersault. Why you want to boy and ask yourself, oh, you know, um, it's just that, you know, some of us were not made that way. Nehemiah. Nehemiah taught us what he taught us about tithing. Nehemiah showed us the need for people to pay their tithes to prevent priests from abandoning their calling. Priests should not abandon their calling. Nehemiah showed that the house of God was forsaken when people did not pay tithes. Nehemiah shows that when one person understands the importance of the tithe, there could be a great revival. Nehemiah chapter 13. He says, And I came to Jerusalem and understood of the evil that Eliashib did for Tobiah. In preparing him a chamber in the courts of the house of God. 
and he gave me Saul. Therefore, I, I cast forth all the household of household staff of Tobiah out of the chamber. Then I commanded that they, they, they cleansed the chambers and Tita brought I again the vessels of the house of God with the meat offering and the frankincense. And I perceived that the portions of the Levites had not been given them. For the Levites and the singers that did the work were fled everyone to his field. Then contended I with the rulers and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their place. Then brought all Judah the tithe of the corn and the new wine and the oil unto the treasuries. Hmm? Hey, this guy. Nehemiah 13. We are now on verse what? Verse 12. Verse 12. Now, verse 13. Verse 13 says, Verse 13. And I made treasures over the treasuries, Shalimah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and of the Levites, Padiah, and next to them was Hanan, the son of Zakur, the son of Mataniah, for they were counted faithful, and their office was to distribute unto their brethren. Verse 14, the last verse. Verse 14. Remember me, O God, concerning this, and wipe not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for the offices thereof. So you see that Nehemiah single-handedly ensured that tithing was reinstituted in the church because pastors had now become farmers and businessmen. The Levites were not working because their lot was to be given tithe. Now that they were not getting tithe, they had to now go to the farm. Everyone had fled to his farm. So Nehemiah shows us that pastors abandon their post when tithing is not brought into the house. Yes. That's why all these pastors they are not full time because they can see that when you when it's tithing time, some of you don't pay tithe. So, Pastor Reverend Reverend Francis Osebonsu is a contractor. Yes, he should have been in full time serving God daytime. He's praying, he's visiting, coming to your shops, dedicating shops, praying over children, coming to your homes, visiting at hospitals praying over people. But he doesn't have that time. He has to go to the field and do construction so that he can get money for his family and himself. Because we, we won't pay tithe. Look at your face as you are sitting there. You don't pay tithe. Why should he leave construction and come and come and suffer here? Because me and a uh, uh, specialist gynecologist, he specialized in in vitro fertilization. He's very powerful. He can take an embryo and inject it into your womb. You will give birth just now. He still has the skill. It's not gone. Oh, huh? no, no. Huh? Once a gynecologist, always a gynecologist. <laughs> yes. But he and I are in full time ministry. Between him and us, then the, the money will be enough. But if we add Reverend Eric, who trained in Aberdeen. Yes, in oil and gas, economics. Worked at NIB Bank and now is working at a very powerful place with a lot of money that is earning. On Jamfri or Nombeye full time. Oil money. All of you are believing God for oil money. He is eating it. 
He is eating the oil money as we are speaking. That's why he can't stop it. Yes. And when you think of coming to work for God as a full-time pastor, you run away because you think about that. The way I pay tithe, if that's what everybody pays tithe, then I'll, I'm finished. But thank God that he looks after his own. He will always look after us. It will be okay for us. Yes. Nehemiah showed that. And, and there was such a great revival. Oh, yes. In the church. They sat the Urangus. They, uh, Tobiah, he had gone to take one of the rooms in the church and he was, he had put his things there. He removed it, threw them out of the church and brought the priest back to their offices. Offices that the priest you occupy. Oh, Tobiah, Urangu man like you, you have gone to occupy the place. Oh, can see they are looter. And then he restored the priest. So now everybody left his farm. They came and then order was restored in the church, in the temple. And worship of God was now flowing. Then he established offices like powerful people, scribes and others to ensure that tithe is brought. Yes. All my pastors, I'm going to check their tithe again. I've checked before, I'm going to check again. Because the last time I was going to check, I saw that some of them had portals. They filled all of the portals because I went to check. Even the pastors. So if I check the pastors, I must check the choristers. And I must check the dancing stars. So give me all the names of dancing stars. And I'm going to pick all your tight records and I'm going to check. You come and be shaking your buttocks. You don't pay tight. I don't want you to be dancing and one day your sissy will lock. Nothing. Hey. Jesus. Small girl now sissy a lock. Because the Lord removed his wire and removed his engine oil. So that all your bones are now rubbing on each other. Because God has removed his marrow and his uh, oil along your joints. If I check the dancers, then I must check the ashes. All ashes. And if I check the ashes, then I must check the joy choir. Yes. Bones are oh fruit stage I know any aji. Okofa microphone I know any aji. Now when it's time for tithe, now oh. Nehemiah, uh, he, he established the verse thirteen. Verse thirteen. Where's the guy? Who is this scripture guy? And I made treasures over the treasuries. Shelemiah the priest, Zedok the scribe, and of the Levites, Pediah. Next to them was Hanan, the son of Zakur, the son of Mataniah. For they were counted faithful, and their office was to distribute unto their brethren. The treasuries. Yes. The treasury. We have to establish treasuries in the treasury, over the treasury. 
to ensure that tithe is brought because pastors need the tithe and the church also can you imagine this air condition how how much it costs us to uh, put oil in the generator to to power the air uh, air condition and if i check the joy choir then i must check the rap stars yes and if i check the rap stars i must check all those who sit in front whether they are pastors or not and if i check all those who sit in front then what about you the members who are sitting and the video man to have to check his tithe yes and the sound controllers all of them shelemiah nowhere i knew some shelemiahs in the church and 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 what Zedok the priests, the scribe, and Hanan, Hanan, and Mataniah. I need these five guys to be in the church. Yes, Pediah. Yes, Zedok, Pediah, Hanan, Mataniah. Hey, they are coming for you, pastors. Zedok is coming, Pedaya is coming, Hanan is coming, Mataniah is coming. Four of them. Yes. Shelemiah too. Five of them. They are coming. Big five. So all of you members, when you are coming, you will meet Shelemiah. You will meet Zedok. Five of them. They are coming. Yes, Pedaya. And when they come and they are, they are say, hey, why? It's private. It's not private. It's not private. It's our deal. My time is finished, but let me, my family will be in Kahun. The last, the last one, you see, the last but one, the last but one is not so nice, but I'll just, that guy, it was actually a parable, so it's not really a real story, but there's some lesson there. Jesus gave a parable about a Pharisee eh, who went to pray. Do you remember that? The Pharisee. Yes, and the publican. And the Pharisee said what? Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one, the Pharisee, and the other, a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are extortionist, unjust, adulterous, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful unto me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house, justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. So the parable of the Pharisee and the publican teaches us that tithing is indeed a form of righteousness. Because he, he declared his righteousness by listing his fasting. So, so it's in the same category as fasting. Do you see? My, I tithe, I fast. So it's like when you are listing your spiritual credentials, fasting is one of the things tithing should be another when Cornelius stood before uh, uh, the, the angel of the Lord was sent to Cornelius he said to him that your arms your prayers and your arms so the giving eh, is part of your spiritual exercises 
Jesus himself gave us three practices which are private, but they have public outward results. One is, when you pray, enter your chamber. Don't let anybody see it. Number two is, when you fast, don't appear to men to be fasting, because you have your reward. And then number three is that, when you give, don't let your left hand see what your right hand is doing. These are all private things, but he says that, do it in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So they are listed with the spiritual activities. Yes. So, tithing is one of your spiritual arsenals. They are arrows in the realm of the spirit. Because you, they may call for your tithe to help you in a time of need. Oh yes. Oh yes. Where is your tithing? Christian brother, where is your tithing? Go and bring your tithe card and come and show me how the tithe cards have entered your things. Yes, for well, you have been in the church for a long time. I shouldn't expect portals in your tithing records. Yes. I was I officiated your wedding as I think it was the first wedding of the church. Yes. Yes. Yes, Airport West. Hmm? When I came to the church, it was the first wedding. So, I I officiated it. Yes. So, your wedding is also coming. The Pharisees showed us that you may pay your tithes, but still not please God. You may pay tithe, but you may still not please God. Because pride can remove all the works that you are doing nicely in the house of God. So it's not enough to just say, I pay my tithe, I fast, I do this, I pray, I give alms, I do this. And so you may give all that, but it doesn't mean. That's why sometimes you see that you are paying tithe, but you are not benefiting from it. But it's not enough to just say, some people say, oh, I'm not going to tithe, let me go and give the offering so that, you know, God will show me when somebody wanted to pacify God, he says we were going to give to an orphanage. Because like a prophecy had come that you would die. He said, I'm going to give to an orphanage to pacify God and keep him quiet. It's not enough to just give to God. You can throw your money to the church, but it, God cannot be bribed. He's not, uh, I don't want to say what he's not, but he cannot be bribed. Before you, write, you, you, you record it to social media and say, I'm saying that some people can be giving bribes. Say amen. amen. Manager, where are you going? Hey, church has not ended. Please sit down. Thank you. Last one. Last one is Jesus himself teaching us about tithing. Jesus showed us that tithing is not considered oh, tithing is not considered a weighty aspect of the law. In Matthew 22-23 Jesus said, Woe unto you, scribes, hypocrites, for you tithe, you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin. These are spices. And have omitted the weightier matters of the law as judgment, mercy, and faith. Which means that tithing, when we talk about weightier matters, is mercy, judgment, faith, not tithe. So you can tithe on the smallest items you see as mint 
anise or anise, I don't know what spices these are. What are these spices? Huh? Aromatic spices for cooking spices. Beautiful. And cumin. Yes. Akuko besan. Is that not it's not a spice? Akuko besan is anise is a star. Anise. And the cumin is a very small something. Hey, muni muniamo. Wow, fantis dear. Saanerban. And you have omitted the weightier matters. So tithing is not a weightier matter. It's not a big thing. So don't make it a big thing. That's why when Abraham did it, it was more like a common sense thing to do, having met a man of God who has blessed you. This is what we pay tithe. When Jacob had a spiritual experience and he said, oh, if you bless me, I'll give you a tithe. It's like a normal thing. And you're big, big, big the big, big things are mercy, forgiveness, judgment, decision making. Do you see? Yes. And faith. These are, without faith, it is impossible to please God. These are weightier matters. Tithing is not one of them. But we have made it such a big matter that we have to now spend so many hours talking about tithing. So Jesus showed us that tithing is not one of the weightier matters. That's why it says you tithe, 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 but you have omitted the weightier matters. Jesus showed us that if a Christian is unable to tithe, he is disobeying the lesser aspects of God's commandments and is therefore more likely to disobey the weightier ones. So if you don't pay tithe, you see that you can't easily forgive because the, the, the smaller mundane, easy to do things, that one you are not doing. Then the big one that forgave. Hey. That's what I'm teaching you. To overcome your feelings of, or your, your, your propensity to eat your time. You are borrowing, you are, you are borrowing your time. Odin, you make more than seven months, don't you? And Jesus showed us finally that even though we may fulfill the weightier matters of the law, we must still pay tithe. So he said, this ought ye to have done, but not to leave the other undone. This ought. The weightier matters, you ought to do them, but don't leave the other undone. So Jesus, some people say that Jesus never thought about tithe. Because it's not a serious thing. It's not a major thing. So he didn't find it only this sentence he gave that there are weightier ones and these are less weighty ones. So this, do this, but don't leave this one undone. That's all he said about tithing. That's all he said. And it is enough. It is enough. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm going to be paying my tithe. These are not weightier matters. Let's get it done with. Let it get it out of the way. Tithing, tithing. Don't have problem with tithing. When you have problem with tithing, you have problem with forgiveness, problem with um, faith, problem with even faith, even just to believe in God and come to church regularly. Your problem with tithing is showing up that you have problem in bigger, bigger things which we haven't, be, we have not even seen. May God have mercy on you and help you so that you can enjoy 
the promises associated with tithing. And if you have been paying tithe, have patience. Have patience with God. In the days to come, in the weeks to come, something is about to hit. Something is about to happen. Something is coming on the land. It's coming for those who pay tithe. There is a blessing coming. There is the windows are open and some blessings are falling. They are falling down. They are coming down. I can see them coming down on the heads of those who are faithfully tithing. Through faith and patience, you will enjoy the promises associated with it. Clap for Jesus. Standing up, everybody. Let's end our service in five minutes. Father, thanks a million for your blessing. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Are you clapping for the Lord again? Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today, you are not born again. Even though we talk about your tithe as your money and increase that comes to you to bring to the Lord, the first thing the Lord will ask of you is your life. He says, my son, give me your heart. And if you are here today, you want to say, pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. I realize I'm not a serious Christian. But today, I want to know God. I want to give my life to Jesus. As every head is bowed, every eye closed, I want to pray for you. Wherever you are, lift up your right hand in the air so I can pray for you. Lift up your right hand in the air. God bless you. God bless you. Give him your life. Maybe somebody invited you, but you know in your heart you are far from God. Lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you. I see so many hands. If you have lifted your hand, come to me right in front here so I can pray for you. Come running. Come running. Clap for them. They are coming. 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 His grace will be your covering. His blood Flow freely, it will provide your healing. Come running to the mercy. Lift up your two hands. We are praying. Close your eyes and say after me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me. Close your eyes and say, Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your precious blood. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. From today, I will serve Jesus. I will follow Jesus. For the rest of my days. Please write my name. In the book of life. Please write my name. My name is. Mention your name. Write this name. In your book of life. I'm yours forever. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Follow Pastor Emmanuel. 
follow Pastor Emmanuel. God bless you. Thank you for coming. You will never be the same again. Keep serving God. Keep coming to church. Keep following Jesus. You will be blessed the rest of your days. It's time for communion. Father, we bless the bread. We bless the wine. To you alone be the glory. To you alone be the honor. In Jesus' name. The body of Jesus Christ. This is my blood which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drinking. This is the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the blood that washes us from all our sins no matter how serious no matter how light the blood washes them never loses his power we thank you for the blood the blood of Jesus Christ the body of Christ oh this is a holy meal it is the meal of God it will sustain you may our sins the great ones the small ones the ones in our thoughts the ones we didn't do the ones we did the pride of life the lust of the eyes oh yes may they all be washed away the Lord heal you the Lord deliver you in Jesus name may the Lord help you along the way May the Lord provide for you. May the Lord lift you above every calamity. May you never experience any kind of shipwreck. Any kind of destruction. In the name of Jesus. The Lord your God. Whom you have said. Honor him with your time. May he come into your life. May he come and save you. He will come and save you. I am saying to those who are weary. I'm saying to those who have fainted or fainted hearts, may the Lord heal you. May the Lord deliver you the rest of your days. In Jesus' name, Amen. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the Word of God preached by Bishop Eddie Addy. Do join either of our Victory Secret Services from the Macarius Church Headquarters, East Egon Hills, Accra, this and every Sunday at 7.30 and 10.30 a.m. Connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook Live, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. God bless you and lead you in a series of victories.